Hey everyone, this episode of 30 Minutes or Less will contain spoilers for the TV shows Tiger King and Swamp Thing, as well as this week's main film, Death of Stalin. Hope you enjoy. 30 Minutes or Less. We talk about movies and stuff. Hello and welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes or Less. This week we're joined by former guest from the SoundCloud days. And I guess the best way of putting it is someone I used to live with. Ooh. <laughs> this week we're joined- live with? Yeah, I, I mean, well, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the lease, I guess, but I don't actually live there because of COVID-19. Thanks, COVID-19. I've moved back down to Canberra to live with my mom. I'll spiritually, I'm spiritually there, I think. Mentally, <laughs> I, mentally and spiritually, I'm there. Physically, I'm not. But in any case, Ben Hanrahan, thank you for coming on the show. Hello, yeah. thanks. thanks for having me again. As with all the other episodes we've been doing, um, I guess part we have two parts. What, what, what have you been watching during isolation? Part one. And part two is our main segment. And we choose a movie, or more so the guest chooses the movie if we have a guest, and we focus on that movie. So this week's episode, we're focusing on Death of Stalin, which is la- in the latter half. Movie. Very good movie. And the first half is going to start off with a question from me to you, Ben. What have you been doing during this time of isolation? Have you been watching anything lately? What have you been doing? Um, I've been watching a few things. First of all, which I didn't actually prep you on this, but I assume you've covered it with someone else as I did oh, being oh, Tiger King like everyone else. Tiger King? <laughs> we won't talk about that because I assume, I, I assume you've covered it before. No, I mean, I want to know your thoughts though. What did you think about Tiger King? Carol Baskin. Killed her, husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. I thought it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was interesting to see all these characters, I guess, shitting on each other. Like every character, like the way I look at it is every character in the show was just trying to make, thinking that they're coming off good in the documentary and everyone else is going to go down. That's pretty much it though. Before I started watching Tiger King, I remember what you said because you said, I think you watched the first episode by that point. And you said to me that no one's a good person in this show or something like that, or everyone thinks they're the good guy, but they're actually all come off as like a douchebag. And I was thinking yeah, to myself, I had much. that, I, I carried that thought throughout the entire thing. And that was probably the best statement. Everyone thinks they're a saint in this show and nobody's a saint, literally none. There's no one that you can really get behind. In yeah. That show. Even like the, the producer guy who just comes off as kind of neutral at the start, <laughs> but then... Like, as you go forward, you realise, obviously, he's just in it for himself because he's a producer. But then, I don't know, some, some other stuff happens later that you, you might even be more nefarious than that. But yeah, the interesting thing I found about it is that how much footage they had. Because you could even tell just from watching, like, it would cut between two interviews of the same person in a span of, like, say, five minutes. And they would have, I don't know, different facial hair or different haircut. Yeah, and you'd be like, "There's probably like years in between those two interviews, but they're cutting this. They're like what they're saying right next to each other." They so literally it's interesting to see how they edited it, given so much footage. They literally have like it's at least like what five years worth of events that are happening that are condensed in. I think it's eight episodes or something like that. Eight, ten episodes. It wasn't a long series at all. It doesn't glorify anyone. It's not really from anyone's any one person's perspective. And I thought that was interesting as hell. Um, not a lot of documentaries do that. Or maybe I just haven't seen a lot of documentaries. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do cover a lot more people considering it was supposed to be based around just Joey Exotic, I guess. So that's what the what they named the show afterwards. Mm. It's like you see a lot more characters. Anyway, I should probably move on to the more recent things <laughs> I've been watching that we can talk about. Yeah, what, what is this next show? It is Swamp Thing. My name is Dr. Abby Arcane. My team is here 
to find the source of this disease. Swamp Thing. So Swamp Thing, for those who don't know, is a DC comic superhero. So I have a little blurb that, um, that I got from Wikipedia. Uh, so Swamp Thing is a human slash plant elemental creature who is a DC comic superhero created by writers, oh, sorry, writer Len Wein, a ween? Hope one of those is correct. Len Wein, wine, and artist Ernie Wrightson. <laughs> um, in 1971, so he's been around for quite a while. Um, since that time, there's been a handful of TV slash uh, movie representation of um, Swamp Thing, but it hasn't hit the mainstream DC films like Batman vs Superman, like that kind of stream of DC superhero films. Um, until this TV show that you've been watching in the last yeah. few. Oh, and one thing you did miss is his hit appearance in the um fighter game injustice fantastic if you haven't played injustice or injustice 2 <laughs> which is, on the console games and on, i think it's on pc too which is um yeah it is kind of relevant because that's that was the only place where i'd seen swamp thing before this show what did you think of swamp thing but like why did you want to watch this show um i only knew it from injustice and then i also saw that it was rated like like pretty good and mm. i'm a big fan of like any sort of superhero or comic stuff and often even just after watching super like marvel movies or something i'll just go and read what um what the characters are like in the comics versus how they're portrayed on screen and like even just like side characters that are mentioned in the movie you can go look up like um like they have whole comics dedicated to them Mm. and things like that so I'm, i've always been interested in just like i guess the law around the, like dc and marvel comics comic books have that ability of fleshing out its characters to such and to, to such a level and with the speed of a thousand light light years like you can, they can do it so easily <laughs> i'm trying to think of yeah, the analogy the, to put um, this in but it's a lot easier it a, it's a lot easier to create a character on paper and it's a lot easier to write a comic book series about them than putting the screen adaptations um and getting that through so there's so much yeah i guess it's hard to portray everything about them on screen so yeah that's why i always just go and google things and yeah i guess why i was interested in watching this and yeah it's a what is swamp what's the actual tv show about um it's well the premise is there's a cdc doctor coming back to a hometown for because some an illness has come up there and for whatever reason she's the one that sent there i'm not sure if she volunteers or something but um, yeah, and it turns out that that illness is coming from the swamp and then a whole bunch of other things uh, happen because of this, um, I guess, darkness or this mutagen that's been dumped into the swamp. The weird thing is when I, was, when I watched the trailer today, just to get an idea of the TV show, since I haven't watched it, it's very, very apt um, when comparing it to uh COVID-19 like that's what I yeah what's going on right now it's a very like fortuitous time for this show to come out (laughs) I think it actually came out a year ago though based around yeah it was like before it would have been or it definitely would have been filmed before all this Hmm. um was yeah based around this what's could be an epidemic which is why they called in all the CDC in the show Hmm. it felt um, Almost like contagion two or like it. It felt very real up yeah, up until like the in bit. that vein. At least in the first couple of episodes, they focus it very much, or in the first episode or two, they focus it very much on the illness that um, is taking people. And then 
as it moves forward, it focuses more on Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing! I know you're seeing this. Get out here or the posies get it! Which is um, actually one human at the start of the show and then gets taken by the swamp and then spoilers the swamp thing. Spoilers! So spoil. It is... It's, <laughs> it's like... The- it's One literally in maybe it's like the premise that i have here like the little blurb from um wikipedia that i found it's literally like someone seemingly dies and then transforms into swamp thing and i think it happens at the end of the first episode or the second episode it's quite early on before we go into what um i want to get your thoughts on it and what, if it's a worthwhile show but before we get into that this tv show actually got cancelled hello yeah I just got ordered for 17 seasons. Cancelled. Yeah, um, cancelled after one season. Not even one season, after like midway yeah, through the first episode the first, or yeah. something. It, even the first season got cut short, I read somewhere. It got cut by, I believe, Warner Brothers TV, who cancelled it. Um, and I'm just reading a little blurb here. It got cancelled. They cancelled it in a, after a mere five days after its first episode debuted because pretty much there was a lot of good TV shows going on and how expensive the actual set was to film on. It was a combination of the two. So basically it was, they thought it wasn't worth it and they wanted to try and predict whether it was going to be popular or not. So what they did was after that first episode, they just said, nah, they're going to just cancel it right off the bat without actually waiting to see whether it was popular or not. And unfortunately people found it, people found it really good. It got, what, like 92% of Rotten Tomatoes or something like that? And Yeah, I think so. Something really good, which, um, to be fair, I think it does get better as you go along. When I saw the first episode or two, I wasn't that taken by the acting in it. But mm-hmm. as, it, as it got more in deeper into, I guess, like the lore of it and what's it like into the mystery of the, um, what's the arc of the season is I got a lot more invested in it. and. Yeah, like the show. Mm. I think most of the episodes are out now, if not all of them. Because since it's been a while, I'm going to get yeah, to it's all it's of been, them. Yeah, they're, they're all out now. Cause you... they, um, yeah, because the thing is, it came out on a streaming platform that they just set up for DC to make, um, to pretty much run its TV shows from. But I think a, a, this might have, this. I think I read this was a factor in the cancellation was that AT and T and Warner had just set up their own streaming service, or they're they're in the in the process of setting up their own streaming service, and they own DC. So whether it was they were like deciding which shows would go on to their streaming service, or I don't know the budget, because apparently making this there was like a two million dollar swamp or something. <laughs> like just... the 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 set of the swamp apparently was two million dollars to make. Just pick a different swamp, my guy. Jeez, two million dollars <laughs> for man-made to swamp. shoot on location. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I think they, had to, they had to be there a lot, so it might have been worth it if they take into account the costs of like shooting out an actual swamp. Yeah, I think it just sounds like a bad case of um, gambling. Really, like that you just have to pick your hand too early on without having a chance to see the initial outcomes or anything and they unfortunately picked wrong and here's my question to you before we get onto our main topic um you actually haven't finished the series have you no i'm not finished yet i'm still a couple of episodes from the end what is your take on shows that have been cancelled like you know it's cancelled and you know that there's probably going to be a cliffhanger or something like that like 
T- you mean series like, Firefly? like yeah like Firefly is probably the best example Four of that Firefly got a cult following years after its cancellation which yeah and that's um, that's that's what might happen with this one do you think are you gonna you, are you gonna watch the rest of it do you think it's worth it yeah i'll definitely watch it i still think it's worth it and i think it a lot of the time it's like it you might get it's almost more investing knowing that they're gonna have to wrap it up after one season although this one i think i'm not sure they might have been planning for a second season but like just seeing how they're going to tie everything together to finish in one in the amount of episodes left is sort of like um, encapsulating itself when you're watching a TV show. Mm. It'll be interesting to see a TV show that was cancelled after its first season versus a TV show that's intended to be done after its first season, but you people wanted to kind of continue. And like, the- um- yeah, I have one recently. They only had one season. What's it called? I have one example, and I think you might be thinking about the same thing as I am. Um, Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. That's right. I also need to finish that. But <laughs> you haven't, you haven't but finished like, Watchmen? No, not yet. Because yeah, I don't have access to the episodes I need to watch yet. Oh no. I got, I got like maybe like two thirds of the way in. I've still got to watch the last couple episodes. You can tell that a lot of people want like another series just by reading um on the internet and stuff like that but it's very 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 satisfying that um yeah well yeah i re- i respect that that the show creator um just said yeah there's only gonna be one season there's not gonna be any more mm. like yes. this is they've said what they want to say it was kind of like when breaking bad finished after only five seasons which is a fair few but people expect like kind of like, expected it to go a lot longer like to friends but, level yeah, it's like people expected there to be like, I don't know, like eight seasons to them for them to come up with more crazy situations for Walter White to get into. But the the like the people creating the show recognize that like that's not what we want this show to be. We want it to be like good and for the specified amount of time that that we can make the show good. What's that what's that saying? Um <laughs> you can either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself be the villain. It's sort of like um Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the two examples I can think of is um uh, breaking bad ended after five seasons and then it got spin-offs in um better call soul and the movie el, Cam- el camino i think oh um, yeah i need to watch that as well That's it's a good list it's a good film um but you you see that on one side of the spectrum and then you see walking dead which i don't oh, i think it's still yeah. going right i think so that show should end a long time ago <laughs> and what's that no other show to anyone listening who likes walking dead it's a good show a good example of that walking... the show is super <laughs> the walking dead is a good show like it's a decent show it just goes on for too long and this, did you say supernatural <laughs> were you about to say yeah supernatural? supernatural is like i'm pretty sure they finished now but they're into like their 15th season no i think it's more than that or dude. something like that hold oh, on supernatural I was, um, but I think I think more people like Supernatural than anything else we've mentioned. So be careful. Oh yeah, it had <laughs> such, it had such a strong following, especially on Tumblr. Um, You're right. So 15, 15 seasons and points for anyone who can guess how many episodes they've done in those fifteen seasons. Ben, do you, can you Wait, guess? Can guess? Yeah, go on. Uh, how many how many episodes do you think fifteen seasons is worth? I'm guessing around. I'm gonna say two eighty. 280 that's a great guess uh you're 40 off 320 320 Damn, episodes of be, supernatural i i did some like estimation math and got to 300 i was like oh i might just do a bit lower i should have gone higher <laughs> um yeah so what are we talking about oh yeah the how to shows like sometimes shorter shows can be a like a lot better quality show yeah, much better, yeah. should, should probably get more than one season i think this show definitely 
And I would recommend this to anyone who just likes, he's like me and likes finding out about comic book lore, but is too lazy to read actual comic books. You can always go on YouTube and type in that character. And there's like a million different YouTube channels that cover that specific character and why that's, they are underrated and the cool things and backgrounds behind that. Comic Historian is a great source for that. And um, another thing that they do on that channel is they actually read out comics and go through the entire thing sort of almost oh, in cool. like a story-like setting yeah it's really 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 cool and it's definitely worth oh, um, awesome. checking out all right so what are we talking about for our main segment for this episode benny boy death of style what are you doing to my father you jackals oh, murderers or kill him basically basically your father is dead you're dividing the spoils leave his brain alone how old are you i'm old you're not old you're not even a person you're a testicle you're made mostly of hair so good i liked it so much this one i just want to set the scene for you i discovered this movie um uh, my friend gene was over who has been a guest of the podcast before soundcloud ever he was i think he was traveling through to somewhere and we were just scrolling through stan to find a movie to watch and then i saw this and i remember seeing i think you showed me the trailer when it was first released yeah and then i yeah. saw that the death of star was there and we're like yeah we'll give it a watch and it was so good it was just like i didn't expect to be watching a movie like it to be to be this good i'm so 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 happy like i've had a few people who have recommended me shows to watch and it's rare for me to it's rare for me to watch a show again and have a different appreciation towards it. I think the first time I watched Death of Stalin was in the cinema. And when I was watching it in the cinema, um, the whole show, like the actual movie itself is a satirical take on the leaders of the Soviet Union. And it's funny as hell. Like you see all these Yeah, kind characters. of like um, uh, my girlfriend Sally described it in a good way, which was it's like an absurdist comedy just because it's just like there's never any like actual jokes but the, just like the whole just watching it is just like the whole situation is just funny to um it's super serious but yeah no it's, it's yeah and it's also the thing is it's also very dark it's like a absurdist black comedy that was the problem that i that was a trap i fell under i was just concentrating on laughing throughout the entire thing which was i mean that was the point of the movie it was to make it a funny movie and give a humorous take on one of the more serious situations that has happened but because of that i didn't actually properly listen to what they were saying to each other what was actually happening between the characters what were just what was happening overall and when i watched again the other day i have a deeper appreciation towards it so getting into it what is death of styling about ben could you give us a little bit of a quick rundown on um the movie itself like a quick synopsis um pretty much it is as it describes it very close to the start of the movie shows like the death of Stalin, which I think is accurate in just, he had a um, cerebral hemorrhage or something. And it shows like the power struggle between his, like his advisors or like his like closest group as to who's going to take leadership of the Soviet union after he's dead. It's good acting. It's, it's the story itself. Yeah. It's got one of my my favorite personal favorite actors in it, um, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> is that your really good. Is, is that your really favorite Steve Buscemi role? <laughs> no, <laughs> Nikita Khrushchev. I would, have to, <laughs> I would have to say my favorite um, Steve Buscemi role is definitely Spy Kids Two, as the scientist. But I, this this is up there. This how up there. dare you? How <laughs> dare you bring in Spy Kids Two into this prestigious podcast that we call Thirty Minutes or Less? How? Absolutely dare you. Have you done quote? an episode on Spy Kids? 
Actually, no, you're right. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. Um, with oh my god, I think it was with Evie in the when we. Yeah, I thought so. But what was that quote again? Like in when he in Spy Kids too, that Steve Buscemi um, scientist. Just he quickly. says, um, "This I love this because it's just such a weird thing to come out of a um, Spy Kids movie." Is he says, "Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created?" Oh, From Steve Buscemi, the scientist who made these like dinosaur monsters or whatever they were, and yeah. it sounds like it's from a really serious movie. You might also recognize, oh, I forgot his name, the guy from Arrested Development, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. He's also in this. Really enjoyed his portrayal of the. He's sort of his part in the party following the death of Stalin is kind of like the scapegoat, I guess, or like the figurehead, but. Really, it's the other people running the show, and he's just the um, kind of the figurehead for the popul like for the populace to see who's leading them. But so, it's actually a power struggle between these two other characters who are behind the scenes. Yeah, so like you, like you pretty much nailed it there. There's three main characters I would argue that's in Death of Stalin. There's Jeffrey Tambor, who plays Georgi Malenkov, who, like you said, is the figurehead of the Soviet Union after the passing of. Uh, Stalin, but he's sort of like that kind of like he's not he's just kind of he doesn't have a backbone really yeah he's kind of portrayed as like weak-willed and just will he likes to think that he has his own like way but really he's just doing what the other the other advisors tell him to do Mm. and then um from that point onwards there's Steve Buscemi's character Nikita Khrushchev who's um pretty much you you kind of see yourself rooting towards him because he has yeah that's what I found it strange because um, you kind of, yeah, he's obviously set up as kind of like the lesser of two evils that you're kind of hoping will prevail. Mm. And as I was watching it, I realized he was probably a terrible person. 100%. <laughs> like the, the actual person was probably like not great to get into a position of power at that time in the Soviet Union. I think that's only because, like you said, the lesser of two evils, because the other guy, the third person in this love triangle that is the that is the Soviet Union in 1953 was Simon Russell Beale, who plays Le- Leverenti Beria. I think I, I hope I pronounced that right, but he's pretty much, I guess he's the leader of the secret police that runs. Yeah. He's I actually, yeah. Read up on him a little bit before this. He was this, the head of the secret police all through world war two and also into like this time. So the early fifties, he and Stalin were pretty much like, best buds at that point and what they would do is uh, correct me if i'm wrong but they have um these lists that get yeah they show it in the movie they have these lists which at the time they would just i guess come up with um that they decided were enemies of the state i think and so they would have these lists it seemed kind of random but they would decide these people were the enemies of the state and then they would go out and just take them to prison camps or just flat out execute them and that's and the, and the the actual movie itself uh, portrays this so well the Id- idiocracy and the stupidity of how they pick these people and what's the reasoning behind yeah picking these and just kind are. of the, that's it's done so well in this movie just like the juxtaposition of how like you're sort of laughing at the the people in power how they're sort of just like bumbling around but then what's happening as they give out these orders if people are going out and doing these horrible things there's no sugarcoating it either that you can see them yeah. shooting killing these people and there's no 
love lost there but back back like you just said like the bumblingness and the like the incredibleness there's literally a section there's a bit where um you, uh, when Stalin just dies and they're trying to assemble all the doctors to try and see whether <laughs> give a, they're trying to like uh, give a academic sorry a um medical statement into whether he's actually dead or what his state is because at that time before he actually dies he's like sort of almost in a coma yeah he yeah i guess he's just like not conscious because they've had he's had what they find out later is the hemorrhage and so i think he's just yeah not conscious he's Mm. passed out on the floor and they're trying to get a doctor and i thought this was such a good statement of the soviet union at the time was that they said we we need a good doctor and then at least two or three characters in different conversations just say oh but we we locked up all the good doctors. We sent all the good doctors in Moscow to, to gulags. Like we sent all yeah, of them away. We couldn't because, trust them. Like they mentioned a few times, yeah, because they were trying to poison him. Obviously, I think because <laughs> that's something that actually happened. Was Stalin believed all the doctors that um, that like administered to him? I guess were just trying to poison him, and then they just sent them away to like gulags. And a gulag, for those who don't know, I guess it's sort of like a. It's a prison. It's a like yeah. It's, a, it's probably a worse prison. Like probably not quite concentration camp, but it it's like getting there. It's like a prison where it's like I think there's a lot of hard labor and just a terrible, terrible time. They also portrayed really well was how even despite all this, how much the populace like loved Stalin, <laughs> like all like at least showed a love for him after he died. Isn't that insane? And I think one of the characters even say that, like they explain, exclaim to someone else, are all these people here to actually see Stalin? Because in history, and this actually happened in um, real life as well as the movie, they have an open casket of Stalin. So people can actually pour into this hall and actually see him. Yeah, they get to, everyone gets to come and see Stalin. That was one of the things they wanted to do. Sort of, I guess, to keep in line with their like, their communist views was to say like everyone should have the opportunity to come and see him and that's and i can understand that and it really just aligns with what the soviet union stands for and that's what initially i can assume that the soviet union was built on and i think stalin then became became this character and this person that was feared among most people but what's amazing is like you said they still wanted to see him that's crazy yeah you see i, I think you, you see that a lot in just like countries that have had sort of tyrannical or like dictator like figures is somehow there's this like this love for them in a lot of places hmm. like this like it's kind of just like um this patriotic um feeling they have towards these leaders even though they're very strict and like are doing these like terrible things I think we we will never understand. You and I will never understand what that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you're not weren't raised or have been like actually part of one of those <laughs> countries or like societies, I guess you don't really understand. It's you but, get institutionalized yeah, to an extent. I mean, that's institutional. Yeah. yeah, you 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 just grew up with this with knowing that this person has always been a godlike figure. They are the second coming of God or whatever that they're just the most important important person in the world but we have fortunately in our eyes i guess in my eyes um have grown up in a society where we don't have someone like that and we have the ability to criticize we have the ability 
check yeah out. yeah and we have friends like you coming back to the movie you also see that of people just like unwilling to criticize him because what criticize anyone is, though that's the thing criticize like, just to criticize the regime the like the party if just to wrap up if you liked death of stalin i highly recommend another one another similar program it's a tv show by the same director and the same show creator so the person that made death of stalin his name his the director's name is amanda iniucci i hope i get that right he has made another tv show called veep if you haven't seen veep it's starring julia louis dreyfus as the vice president of the u.s and it's very 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 similar to death of stalin in terms of how they film it and the jokes and it's, it's a political comedy so it's what you think it would be um but in any case Thank you for listening to another episode of 30 Minutes or Less. Is there anything you want to plug, Ben? I don't really have anything going on that you could support. But... <laughs> <laughs> what about Instagram? I mean, Do you want to like, um, get some Instagram followers? Um, oh, you can follow my Instagram if you want. I've got, about four, I've got four photos up there, so you'll be able to go through the catalogue pretty quickly. That's pretty I've, good. I've actually, I've, <laughs> I have photos. I have so many photos I've been put up there, like photos from Thailand, photos from like blue mountains photos from back home at crescent head and things like that if people want to um, see you frolicking about in thailand the blue mountains and crescent head um what's your handle what's your name they come. they're not uploaded yet that's what i'm just trying to find out okay on instagram ben henrahan 96 and if you don't know how to spell that i'm assuming my name's going to be in the comments below so just my first oh, name last name and then 96 uh, still be wary even though the lifting restrictions i would advise still being wary and trying to limit your time in very crowded places that's how a second wave um happens and a second wave will probably happen in the near future anyways um, yeah, i mean look at america they released they released restrictions there and already their case numbers are going up exactly like it's it's but uh, thankfully we live in a country where it's going pretty well um thanks for everyone in australia for doing their part thank you for okay. listening to another thank episode you. of 30 minutes or less we will see you next week with whatever's coming out next week see ya thank you for having me on goodbye everybody